Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday. Hey, it's chilly. Have you noticed that? A little frost on the pumpkin there. Uh, Maybe not quite, but golly, I think uh, we're sneaking up to uh, colder temperatures, wintertime, old man winter, freezing temperatures, snow, ice. Oh, lions and tigers and bears. Well, it's uh, two full hours today to talk about probably preparing your home, my home, our homes, buildings, all the places we're responsible for, for our home, our health, our safety and security, as, as well as making sure we're ready for the coming weather. Indeed, it's upon us, and, uh, you know, it's just chilly. This is the fall. Golly, the leaves have been uh, glorious, have they not? Uh, kind of miss the maples, but, you know, we all have our uh, cross to bear. So the trees are uh, kind of right at it here. Well, let's talk about this and more about your home. This is the Helitech or the Home Improvement Show, the CamoX Home Improvement Show. Two full hours today, no guests today, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. Two full hours today, we go up until 1 o'clock here on KMOX when the show Retire Ready kicks off 1 o'clock p.m. right here on KMOX, an afternoon of fun experts all day long, Saturday radio, Voice of St. Louis, at your service, 50,000 watts. My name is Scott Mosby. I've been around, actually, I looked at it, I've been around the better part of 24 years on KMOX doing this radio show. Uh, following up, if you recall, for those of you that remember the name Al Schneider, yeah, Al Schneider, Mr. Tinker, Central Hardware, yeah, when Al retired, if you recall, Central excuse me, Central Hardware uh, left the business of hardware, and Al Schneider stayed around for a few years, serving the uh, uh, you know the family of KMOX, and he decided you know getting up in years and career evolution, he wanted to do something different, so. They went looking for a show host for 24 years ago. Me, they found I was one of seven names that were referred uh, by one of our industry, uh, the uh, home, the uh, actually Home Builders Association of Greater St. Louis. It goes, it, it's that kind of name, but basically it's St. Louis HBA. I was on the Remodelers Council, one of seven, went in. And when the, uh, anyway, when the dust cleared, it was me, and 24 years later, I'm still serving the voice of St. Louis, you, and the storied historical radio station of KMOX. Um, My day job, Mosby Building Arts, we are licensed architects with a full design studio, and coupled with that, a complete full-service construction company, everything it takes to do a residential project. Um, our biggest project to date has been about $3 million. Our smallest project to date has been zero, not a zip. Uh, you know, sometimes you go to somebody's house, they need, you know, the doorknob unlatched or, you know, the garage door opened. You know, sometimes when power outages happen, our customers call us because without power, Mrs. Smith can't get out of her garage. We go open the garage door. So, you know, how do you charge them for that? So anyway, uh, uh, our lowest fee, zero. Our biggest fee so far, about $3 million. But anyway, the issue is 
How do we take care of our house? How do we take care of our home? Wherever we live, our structure, then there's some business buildings we may have responsibilities for. And then keeping the safety, the health, and the security of the people inside those business buildings as well, held by somebody, uh, probably a KMOX listener. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900 puts us together, 800-925-1120. So Mosby Building Arts, we've been around since 1947, uh, not quite as long as the 1925 KMOX uh, founding, but we've been around a long time, uh, second generation now into our third generation of a family business. And we are a construction company at heart, learned over the years that the quality of the design or lack of quality design really impacted the longevity and, frankly, the warranty of Mosby Building Arts. If we were building a design that we felt was not sustainable, that it would not hold up to the test of time of decades. And over that, my father realized, you know what? I want my voice to be part of that team when a project gets designed and envisioned for the future because we as the builder, we hold the warranty, we hold the responsibility, and with Mosby Building Arts, we hold the knowledge and the experience. So it's very comfortable for us to hold all that. We are a design-build firm. We do it all from A to Z. Uh, we design all the way through completion and on through warranty. Uh, we're kicking off a uh, what's called Mosby Connect. Mosby Connect, which is an app or application where you, clients of Mosby Building Arts, can follow the progress of your project. So uh, that is initiating. I think we're finished with beta testing and we're just about to knock that off or kick that off to our clients as well. So for you in the world of digital everything, when you can, you know, watch your baby sleep at home, you can change the thermostat on your house from your phone, you know, three states away, whatever it is, that this is something that we've had uh, part of um, our own enterprise level software. Anyway, we have the business systems to support our clients and our projects. What it means, all this stuff, because this is how I view the business philosophy, uh, frankly, the business has to step up and provide the systems and the training to the employees so that the clients get well cared for. Well, this is one of those examples. Uh, anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. The latest thing happening now is uh, Santa. You bet. Holiday Connect. Holiday Connect in Kirkwood. This is next Saturday, 1030 in the morning. Santa comes to Kirkwood right at the Kirkwood uh, Train Center, and we at the Mosby Design Center is right across the street. Come by and see us next Saturday. This is the Home Improvement Show, KMOX Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby, uh, I am at your service. Bring on the questions. My producer, Alex Muskoff, is back in the studio across the street from me, and he is just there answering the phone. Be nice to him and bring your calls on. We are talking about everything. All right, folks, here it is. Snow melt, ice melt. Yeah, snow and ice, it's coming. You know it, you can tell just by the chilliness in the air today. Uh, We can talk about that and more. But as we're going to get into some of the other topics, I want to bring forth some of the things that are on the uh, Mosby Building Arts or Call Mosby website. One is really 
how do you make your house as warm and comfortable as it can be? So that's one of the articles that's written today that is likewise there. Also, how do you improve your bathroom? How do you kind of fix up your bathroom without remodeling it? Some of the simple things that you can do to redecorate, repurpose, recolor, remake a bathroom, because sometimes that's all it really is, you know, but you know, anyway, that that's one of the articles or blogs on that as well that I'll talk about today. Also, five things to get your home ready for winter. Winter. Yeah. Winter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thermostat, turn up, make it heat. And we're going to talk about preparing furnaces. At least I will. Getting your house, your furnace, your filter, all those things, indoor, outdoor, maybe some of your lawn equipment, uh, snow blowers, things like that, snow shovel. I'm going to implore you to get stuff ready. Uh, so anyway, give us a call. We'll talk about that here on the Home Improvement Show, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMO. And we are together at your service. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Two hours home improvement. Phone lines abound. All for you. 314-436-7900. Toll free 800-925-1120. Man, it's cold around the house. You've got to have some questions. Certainly you've been thinking about things. That house is just too cold over the top of the garage, that room there. How about the bedroom at the other end of the house from the furnace? How do you fix that? Booster fans, dampers, all those things that go into new new Wi-Fi thermostats, you know, the things that turn the furnace on and off, they can also balance your house. We can talk about that. Also, UV rays, ultraviolet uh, fluorescent bulbs, black lights effectively that kill virus and bacterias. Uh, you've heard the numbers with uh, uh, Brian Kelly, the KMOX newsroom reporting that COVID cases are up. Well, it's cold. We're going back inside. If we're going more inside, which is kind of unavoidable, it just is what it is, then there is an ultraviolet light and it is just like putting the sunlight inside your ductwork. Kill stuff. It just kills stuff. So keep that in mind. We'll talk about that and more. So the heating and cooling, also preparing your windows, your screens, your door, window locks, also making sure they work, uh, your exterior doors, deadbolts, lock systems, all those things that fit or don't. We can talk about the thermostat that affects that cold room and how that can be changed by a heating and cooling company to make your house balance without tearing all apart the house. So those are various ways to do that. Maybe there's the addition of a split system or a mini split, a separate little air conditioner heating unit that can go on that one cold room. Indeed, those things are here and now. Likewise, one of the things that uh, is on the blog that I told you about, five things to get your home ready for winter, I want to take you through this because one is really important. Disconnect your garden hose. You betcha. As it gets down below freezing at some of these nights, and we've had several of those already, and those are the times to beware because if your garden hose is still connected to the spigot, the faucet, the outside um, you know, faucet turn on and off thing, 
you can freeze your pipe, split that, cause a water problem, and really have a real mess. Also, update your floors because if we're spending more in time, more time indoors, then you can have a heated floor. Update your floor with a heated floor. That's part of that system. Also, your entertainment system. All of you have these various entertainment systems, likely listening to me on one of these there. Uh, if you're out portable running around, remember the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's where you can take me with you. Any of the experts on KMOX, it's an app goes on your smartphone and you just tune in. And also you can get this on a podcast. But update your entertainment system. Make it easy for Mr. and Mrs. or Mrs. and Mrs., Mr. and Mr. However, make it easy to operate. Also, Windows, installing new Windows, getting those put in the proper way. Here's the other one. Today's a fireplace day. I don't know if you know, but it is time for fires. Get your firewood ready, your gas log checked, your furnace fixed or checked. Also, check that chimney, the flue, the pipe that is, you know, carries the smoke up. Um, and keep in mind, as we close up the house more, as we st- spend time indoors, because it's getting cold, getting winter, it's fall and winter, we're off and running, uh, those doors don't open as much. We just stay indoors. And if you have an unhealthy operating gas appliance, whether a stove, a dryer, gas dryer, could be a furnace or a gas water heater, make sure, please, 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 get those flues, the exhaust pipes, the chimney going out through the roof, get those checked because as you close up those doors and keep them closed, close the storm windows and all those various things, your house gets tighter. And if there's a carbon monoxide problem, you may not have known it during the summer because you're just really not using, you know, your showers are getting longer. At least mine are. Uh, you know, on a cold day, I take a long, hot shower. In the summertime, it's pretty quick, cold shower. So keep that as well on your mind because carbon monoxide, get your flues checked, get your chimney checked for your fireplace and have it inspected. Uh, make sure you are doing it with a registered chimney sweep, somebody that is part of one of the uh, uh, organizations, uh, the industry industry uh, organizations for quality. Anyway, it, get it done by somebody who knows what's going on. Anyway, my day job, Mosby Building Arts. Uh, we are off and running. It's a very busy time where uh, I want to report to you also some of the listeners have been following the lumber cost. Uh, some of you are uh, purchasing and building custom homes, doing large-scale custom remodels, and the price of lumber affects that. Well, lumber has moderated up until about a week and a half ago, and then when these inflation numbers changed, you, you hear about the 6.5% CPI, uh, Consumer Price Index, that you see it in the newspaper, see it on the in the news as well. As that number hit, the price for 1,000 board feet of lumber, which is what's reported on in futures, basically, the stuff I watch, kind of my day job, if you will, it had gotten down as low as about $485 per thousand board feet. Two weeks later, wham, we're up to like 687 x685 right in that area for the same November delivery of that same contract. So the point being, the exact same chunk of lumber that's due for delivery this month jumped up by another 
just because of supply and demand and that you know consumer price index or inflation. So just be aware. There's one of the things I watch, and since I've had so many questions throughout this year because it got up as high as oh, golly, I think seventeen hundred and ten dollars per thousand board feet, and that was because once the supply got low, people like me got scared. And we bought a bunch of lumber to make sure we had it. So not only did the demand get higher, but it got scared. And companies overbought to handle that. And it was a wise choice. It made sense uh, because we were buying uh, lumber on the as the price increased. And so still, the lumber we... And, and it's long gone now at Mosby Building Arts. But the point being that that's why it got so crazy so fast. Um, as opposed to just you know doubling the price or tripling it, it went up five times. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. I promised that I would talk about some of the things getting your house ready for winter. Well, aside from the blog on callmosby.com, I also want you to think about what's in your garage. You, you know, you've got a lot of tools, so make sure. Excuse me, you know where your snow shovel is. Yeah, your snow shovel. Uh, also a push broom, a light bristle push broom, because if you get real light and fluffy snow, sometimes a two foot or 30 inch, uh, push broom is all that's necessary. All right. For those of you, I love cordless tools. I'm a tool guy. You know, I'm an old carpenter, so it is what it is. A blower, cordless blower, that's what I blow the snow off with, is a leaf blower. And now that's translated into an electric snow blower, or basically leaf blower. I just blow the, the whatever snow off the driveway that I can get, and then whatever's left I'll hit with a shovel. Uh, or I don't, leave it alone and hit the snow or salt or whatever it is for the various surface that I'm covering. So anyway, be aware, snow shovel, push broom, blower if you will a gasoline uh, leaf blowers are tough to get started sometimes when it's 15 degrees 10 degrees 5 you know in the winter so that's where the electric comes in handy uh, also prepare to uh, get those tools out so if you have a snow blower when the big one comes for the big snow or a lawn tractor something like that make sure you winterize the fuel for that put a fuel additive in because it you know, whereas you're not, you know, cutting the grass once or twice a week, uh, you may be only using this three times during the winter. So you need a fuel stabilizer, whether it is gasoline or diesel. Either way, you need a fuel stabilizer to go in that as well. Change your oil, get it ready, change the air filter. Uh, and right now during leaf season, you know, I am plugging up my air filter, just taking care of leaves because it's a big deal. So make sure you clean that air filter when leaf season is done, when the mulching complete and your pickup or removal of the leaves is finished, whether it's you or somebody working with you, it's time to change or at least clean that uh, air filter on that lawnmower, the snowblower, whatever the tool it is you're using. A 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. When we come back, I'm going to talk about various types of windows because everybody's got windows. Most of them leak on some level. And even if you bought the best whiz-bang windows on the market, chances are the house has moved. They may not have been installed quite the way that they should have been because there still exists a lack of training between the manufacturer's recommended installation process method and tools 
and what is trained at the tradesman level. And that's really where my world is at Mosby Building Arts is making sure that all of our people are aware experienced and trained in the methods for window installation, door installation, door fitting, weather strip installation, deadbolts, adjustments, all those things that matter because if you bought a good product, you're entitled as a consumer for it to perform properly. Anyway, that's the job description for Mosby Building Arts. Phone lines right here on KMOX 314-436-7900 and toll-free 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMOX. We've got 50,000 watts between us, and I am at your service here on KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Yes, indeed. 36 degrees. Chilly and overcast it is. I have it on good authority. At least uh, Brian Kelly tells me the weatherman forecasts a little sunshine later on today. Yeah, that might make it uh, outdoor friendly. But as we sit here now on KMOX, let's go talk to my friend Sue. Sue, good morning. Welcome to KMOX, and how can I help you today? Uh, yes. Hello, Sue. Uh, are you I was wondering. Oh, hang on. Uh, yes, I was wondering that uh, uh, the the lawn service place that I bought my lawnmower from suggested that I use a uh, a gasoline for the winter, and it's uh, twenty five dollars a gallon. Uh, but it does something, and then you don't have to put that uh, that that additive to your uh, gasoline. Yes. Uh, basically, what that stuff is, is you know how there's alcohol or, um, you know, uh, methanol in your um, gasoline? Well, Correct. alcohol attracts moisture and humidity and you don't want gasoline or moisture in your gasoline so effectively what that expensive gas is is there's no ethanol in it so it it, it has it's, it's an alcohol devoid it's just regular high quality gas that already has that uh, preservative in it so that's what you get for it but frankly there's a lot of expense in packaging that shipping that because it's you know you're shipping small little bombs in can form uh, but you can do the same thing by using ethanol free gasoline from a very high quality like a 93 um, uh, octane pump and then adding your additive but uh, for risk you, you know that that's a good way to do it. You're, uh, you know, $25 a gallon is a little steep for me, but it does work very well. Okay. Well, I went ahead and bought it because, you know, I just thought, you know, I take it in every year for servicing, you yeah. know, to the same place, uh, you know, to get a tune-up and everything. And I just thought, well, you know, maybe I'll just, I'll just do it instead of well, me adding that additive to it. So, well, kudos uh, to you. because the other. But I didn't know if I was being taken, you know. No, 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 no. What they're selling you is certainty. Basically, you don't have to know anything. All you have to do is dump the gas out of the old stuff, put this new stuff in. So that's what they're selling you and you're paying $25 a gallon for. So it, 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 I'll tell you what, if you don't do it and you mess up your engine, it'll cost you $425. So that $25 gallon of fuel actually is a pretty good investment uh, to avoid that real downside of just a gummed up, you know, uh, carburetor on whatever that engine is so i think you did great okay well well i went ahead and i needed gas so i went ahead and bought some and then put it in and went ahead and cut the grass you know yeah. one more time because of this weather 
and who knows, I might do it again if it keeps if this weather stays nice. But uh, but that's okay to use it as I'm as I'm cutting the grass also. Oh, yeah, Sue, because what happens is you're putting that fuel in all of those plastic lines, all the gas tubes inside the cylinders, so you're truly winterizing that more as you use it. So if you just dump it in the can and don't run it for a little while, it's not as good. So using it as you are is a really good thing to do, Sue. Well, super duper, and I love your show. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Sue. Take care. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Home improvement. And, and again, that is the purpose. Uh, and, and frankly, um, if you know a lot about engines, for those of you out there that do, you know how to go about draining a carburetor, running something through, running the fuel out of a carburetor, putting winterizer, no ethanol gas in, excuse me, for the winter, all of that. But if not, and you can buy that certainty and that experience for $25 a gallon. And the uh, avoiding action is you're not going to gum up that carburetor. If any of you have messed up a small engine or used ethanol in your fuel, like for lawn tools, you know, I had a, a, a bush trimmer, you know, a, 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 and a, trim, a lawn trimmer as well as a leaf blower. So I was kind of a leaf blowing fool. Uh, so since I've uh, outsourced that to somebody else, uh, but I do enjoy uh, doing yard work. Anyway, phone lines are open for you here, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. We have another hour coming up after the top of the hour news, weather, and sports. I promised you before last break that I was going to explain something about windows, windows. Uh, and frankly, as we get into the winter here, keep in mind that a 50-year old house or a 20 year old house or a 100 year old house even a two-year-old house moves settles and shifts because every board that gets cut when the house is framed up and built has a little air gap between it so two by four to two by four you nail it together into a plate and a stud you're building a wall what happens when you finally put all of the weight, uh, the exterior wall surface on it, the insulation, the shingles on the, it settles, it pushes, it compresses that wall framing down. So even a perfectly built house will move a little. And keep in mind, during the summer, we have the St. Louis humidity. You've heard me discuss relative humidity and moisture content and all that. Well, as that lumber dries out from summer to winter, when the humidity is lower, Because basically when you drop the temperature, you just take all those moisture molecules and move them further apart. So your relative humidity drops. So that lumber dries. As it dries, it shrinks and compresses. So your house gets shorter. So any window or door that was installed when the house was new and built, I guarantee will shift, will move. Just like, you know, getting up in the morning, you're taller than the rest of the day. As you go throughout the day, your spine compacts, all of your vertebrae move closer together. Uh, And after you do that for several years, you wind up getting shorter. That's the aging process. Houses do the same thing as well. So your house moves, shifts. So keep in mind, getting your windows readjusted, having a house call for your doors to be readjusted, your locks to be readjusted and lubricated as well so that you can get out in a fire. Make sure, 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 please 
that all of your deadbolts and lock sets, as well as window locks, operate and the sashes move and the doors swing freely because if there's a fire, if there's an occurrence and you need to get out, the life you save may be your own. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. So back to windows. So now we've got uh, installation is important. Adjustment and fitting is important. Is important. Just like you and I go back to a GP, a, a regular general practitioner doctor to get checked out every year or so. You know, how am I doing, doc? Is, is everything working kind of the way it, it seems? Well, okay. Well, likewise, all your systems on your homes need that as well. Furnace, air conditioner, window doors, um, vent fans, appliances need a tune-up every now and again, just like automobiles do. So keep that in mind as well. Window types. So window types, you we have the historical old wood. So we used to make wood windows out of little bitty pieces of lumber back in, you know, Alexander Hamilton's day, Thomas Jefferson's back at the birth of this country, you know, we basically were making little pieces of wood, fitting them together into little bitty pieces, and then we would have little window panes, P-A-N-E-S, individual pieces of glass around that. So that was the window. Then go forward into the industrial age, well, we discovered iron. Well, iron you know, was a great thing, but it rusts so quickly. Ferrous iron. Then you get into steel where you add carbon to the iron and you wind up with steel. We had steel windows. Then we come forward to that. It's like, wow, we can now do aluminum. So let's make aluminum. We discovered how to mill aluminum and create that into windows. So we had aluminum. Then all of this around single pane uninsulated glass, all of that stuff. Then through some of the uh, uh, various times, and and I credit NASA, National Space Administration, Aeronautical and Space Administration, for understanding how to build insulated walls and isolated hot-cold systems. Lo and behold, we came up with insulated glass. So then you have insulated glass through NASA as well. We figured out how to put a coating on the glass to make that glass heat reflective, heat resistant, as well as multiple ways of making insulated glass out of filling it with pressure, filling it with vacuum, filling it with inert gases that uh, do not react with the uh, surroundings so that the gas stays solid. But sooner or later, that sealed glass system leaks the xenon, argon, whatever it is, gets out of the inside of that glass, and on and on and on we go. So keep that in mind as well. So you have wood windows, steel windows, aluminum windows. Then we come forward into, you know, vinyl is a pretty good thing. Vinyl is fairly stable. Uh, We can make it any color we want. Uh, We can reinforce it with a metal frame underneath the vinyl. So then vinyl got very uh, popular in the Midwest, especially in St. Louis. We are one of the biggest vinyl window markets in the country because if we can't make up our mind whether we're cold or hot or intense summer heat and reflective sun, on and on and on with that. So then in the last 20 years, and I've been involved in some of these manufacturers as they would um, research and develop, they would bring in companies, contractors from around the country and say, here's what we're thinking. We're going to put a ton of money into this. Or is this something you would buy? 
and what suggestions might you have on how to build a better window? Well, lo and behold, then we come up with, uh, uh, basically Marvin Windows was the first that came up with a pultrusion product, which was a fiberglass window or a fibered reinforced vinyl, if you will. Then you come up to, uh, Pella started making a um, a fiber window as well. Uh, and anyway, that's where the Pella Pro-Line window came up, which was a less expensive version of their wood window. So anyway, you've got the wood, steel, aluminum, vinyl, now fiberglass, and now we're into some of the modifications of those. So those are the windows that are available on the market right now, just by material. Now, so anybody can buy the material. If you're really good at making windows, you can buy the material. If you're really bad at making windows, you can buy the material. So lo and behold, who do I trust to take that really good material and make it into a window that I want in my home? I'll talk about that when we return here on KMOX. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show, 314-436-7900, I will continue the University of Windows when we come back on KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Okay, back together. Home Improvement. A few more hours till we go to the top of the hour. Then we have news, weather, and sports. And then we... Do it all over again from noon to one. Stay tuned. One o'clock has the show Retire Ready, Retire Ready right here on KMOX. A good afternoon after that, so stay tuned. Lots of things happening. Uh, Tomorrow we have the Chiefs football game on right here on KMOX. Uh, I will continue my uh, world of windows, if you will, or university of uh, windows, as it will, as it was. You've got your wood window. You've got your steel window. Then the aluminum window. Then we went into the vinyl. And then the industry came up with this fiberglass uh, and every manufacturer generally, if you know the name brand, they typically have multiple window material types so that they can fit and hit each price point. For example, uh, vinyl windows are not a really good thing in some of the very, very extreme uh, conditions. So when it gets down to 40 degrees below zero, uh, vinyl windows may have a little too much of shrinkage and movement in expansion and contraction. Um, Out in the desert, uh, sometimes vinyl doesn't do too well because ultraviolet light, although they're making more resistant uh, vinyls materials, they just don't do so well when it's 115, 120 degrees in direct sunlight. So vinyl typically kind of moves over to some of the composites and the aluminum still is popular in those extreme settings. Uh, Likewise, you get up the top of the mountains when it's 30, 40 degrees good old wood wood just doesn't move a whole lot so you get into those keep in mind those windows then are coupled and built around glass uh, as some of the manufacturing advances that happened in the window industry window market in the last 40 years uh, they started building the sashes so you can't take them apart and change the glass uh, so some of the more high improvement high performance windows are manufactured so that you can't take them apart so they build the sashes then they build the frame they set the sash in you break the glass you buy a whole new sash which means the frame uh, whatever kind of cladding might be on that material and the glass comes out goes back in it's like a component change on an electronic 
appliance. So uh, those are some of the things that have changed in some of those uh, window technologies and industries. Likewise, for the aluminum windows, the vinyl windows are very common around here in the Midwest and the St. Louis area. You've got window springs on the side of the sash. So you've got that moving thing, and I'm talking about a double-hung window or triple-hung window where it slides up and down, uh, and, uh, you know, that sash may weigh 12 pounds. Well, lifting 12 pounds is kind of tough. So just like a garage door has a spring to make that door feel lighter, there are what's called sash balances, which are those springs, the metal cones on the side. Sometimes they're simple strings that come down on and connect and the springs are all behind the frame. You can't see it. My point being is it's a lift assist mechanism and those are the window balances. So when you have a window, a double hung or single hung window that is hard to lift and it just doesn't stay halfway up or three quarters of the way up, that's your window balance and it's time for you to get a window technician in to come fix those. Some of the better brand names of windows want a lifetime relationship with you and me, the consumer, and they will warranty those parts for the life of the window because they want to rekindle that relationship. Well, think about that and more. We've got another hour coming up here on the Camwex Home Improvement Show right here, University of Camwex. My name is Scott Mosby. I'll be right back. Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center, the place with the big red chair, celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, welcome to the middle of the day, middle of the country, middle of the year, if you will. Well, middle of the thermometer, yeah, it's a little bit chilly. We're still in the 30s here in uh, around the Voice of St. Louis, downtown St. Louis, and overcast, but I have it on good authority. Coming up shortly after this show, uh, through the lobbying and pull and influence that I have, there'll be sunshine here. Well, Maybe it was Brian Kelly's influence to get the sunshine later today. Anyway, you can call the newsroom here at KMOX and thank Brian for that. Uh, we we have so much to be thankful for as we get into uh, the season of our holidays. We're sneaking up on Thanksgiving. We're getting close to Hanukkah and Christmas. All of those things that matter when we gather together and our homes, our buildings, all of that is really intended and expected to keep us comfortable and together and if it doesn't that's where we spend more time in the house we then realize you know what this house doesn't really work for me quite the way I wanted it to so anyway you can think about that as we go through the uh, KMOX home improvement show Scott Mosby here at your service I've got lots of time and opportunities to talk to you on the phone Ten phone lines open for you. Those numbers, as you might remember, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120, 925-1120. Sue called in during the first hour. I was talking about winterizing and preparing your uh, lawn gadgets, your snow blowers, your lawnmower for leaf mulching. It's the leaf season, you know, for sure it's upon us. Um, boy, howdy. Uh, so as, you know, we handle the closing 
summer season of our lawn care uh, and lawn irrigation. It's time most definitely to have your lawn sprinklers, your irrigation, any fountains and pools winterized, covered up for the season. It's very important that those get prepared, the pipes blown out so that the uh, pipes are filled up with air during the winter when the big freeze comes because if you leave the water in those pipes, the irrigation, the, the swimming pool, those pipes typically will freeze. Ice gets bigger when it freezes or water turn, turning from water liquid form to ice gets larger. It expands, splits pipes. That's where the big problems happen. Anyway, so we can talk about that and more, but I'm just urging that Sue called in and she bought a gallon of fuel from the manufacturer and the dealer where she bought her lawnmower. Really good thing. And Sue put the fuel in and she's been running it through. It's a wise thing to take that winterized or the the uh, um, fuel conditioner material and run it all the way through the engine so that it's in the carburetor, it's in the tubes, it's in the lines, it's in the gas lines, as well as the tank and the cylinders, because that's where all that added material they put in some special lubricants as well so running it for half an hour or an hour really nice thing so sue's running her uh, lawnmower through and uh, you know using the expensive fuel just exactly as it was designed 314-436-7900-436-7900-800-925-1120 the first hour i kind of took us into the university of windows uh if uh, uh we have time i'll get into glass some of the glass packages and keep this in mind just because i'm talking about windows it typically lines up with this time of year when you know we notice we close the windows like Ooh, that window doesn't seal. The wind blows and ooh, I see the curtains move uh, or the blinds move a little bit. So I know that window isn't sealed. Keep in mind, one of the things at Mosby Building Arts, my day job, that is really bonkers in this whole supply chain problem. Windows are four and five months out. Four and five month lead time, uh, and that is uh, four and five months means 16 to 20 weeks is how it's typically um, communicated to us because we're all in week um, production schedules or week construction uh, schedules as we schedule at Mosby Building Arts a project on out. So we need to order those windows five months before we need them. Yeah, think about that. And some of those openings for those windows haven't been built yet. So it's important to realize those things are uh, really to be managed so that you can hit that time. And, uh, you know, it's just important. Uh, So stay tuned as we go through. We've got Retire Ready coming up at 1 o'clock today. Phone lines open for you now, 314-436-7900. 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I've been on KMWX a better part of 25 years. I, I understood that it was somewhere around 23, but the first year and a half was a special arrangement I had with KMOX. So it actually, I'm close to 25 years on this place. And think about it, Mr. Shorts, Garden Hotline KMOX, Mike Miller, has been on for about a year longer than me. That guy was in shorts this morning. Yeah. You knew that, for those of you that follow and listen and know Mike Miller, he's in shorts. Uh, I pressed him once, and he said, well, yeah, if it gets down below zero, zero, you know, zero degrees Fahrenheit, he might wear long pants. 
only when the pain ensues. So Mike Miller, KMOX Garden Hotline, he's the guy that's always in shorts. Ooh, not me, brother. Uh, let's go to the phone line, see what's happening here, and get started with Mike. Hey, Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to Lunchtime on KMOX. How are you today? How can I help, sir? Okay, good afternoon, Scott. I have a question. I live in a subdivision, about 33 years old. All of the houses had front porches poured or probably... 10 inches thick and probably 8 foot by 4 foot, obviously attached to the foundation with the re-rod. Over the years, they've all settled, so there's space underneath. What's the fix for that? Is it polyurethane, mud jacking, or what can you do to fill in what's settled underneath the porch? Well, um, by the size, if they're only about 4 feet deep, there are no brackets or haunches so there's a 45 degree concrete bracket that gets poured into a concrete foundation um and so those porches when they settle they just sit down on top of that concrete bracket and they just really don't move so the soil that settles out from underneath it which is really the basis of what's happened the backfill all the dirt that got dug you know down down goes the concrete um it's important that those uh, what is the structure above that is there a porch or a roof or any structure built on top of that mike um some people have like just a little porch on top but it's just most of them are are open a uh, mine ha- we kind of built a little uh you know uh, awning over it um with two columns but it's not a lot of weight but it's just it's just yeah. like you described it's the, the dirt has settled around it, and some of them are much deeper than others where that where it has settled down. was just wondering how you fill that in, or is it just fill it with dirt by hand and no. just make it look good? Well, that, if there's nothing really down there, and oftentimes there were piers, Mike, so it's possible they poured concrete piers in that fluffy, loose, settled dirt, and there may be concrete piers that drop down as well. Uh, so that's possible, unlikely. One of the reasons some of those front porches do not get piers or foundations underneath them is, is if that is perceived to have a structure above it, that now becomes the building setback line from the street. So instead of the front face, the plane of the house being the setback, it now becomes that protruding front porch. And why at Mosby Building Arts, when we go to build a front porch on somebody's house like that, it's a big deal because now we're redefining the building setback requirement of that whole street and neighborhood. So it can be a big deal on that. So that's why it may not have a foundation underneath it. Okay, well, none of them, none of the porch is concrete have have sunk just that they're all you know some of them just are sticking up higher because the ground has settled more around them so they're all they all seem to be attached fine to the house it's just that the dirt has settled around them okay Um, thanks for clarifying that because it sounds like the concrete may be on those brackets those haunches those 45 degree uh supports to the foundation and then it really is just soil it's only landscaping, which when I say only landscaping, that could be a, an expensive proposition. But yeah, raising that you soil. Into, you run into snakes and stuff like that to get down in there. But anyway, yeah, okay, so just go ahead and it's just a hand job of putting yeah. soil in, in landscape. Okay, very good. Yes, Thank but you for your hang, help. hang on, Mike, before you go, okay. make sure okay. that soil slopes away from the house because that is effectively the basement leaking roof 
for the outside of the house. So make real sure yeah. that it is soy, uh, not gravel, not mulch. Um, you know, Mike Miller calls this place the mulch capital of the world because people will fill the mulch up to where it looks like it's sloping away from the house, but the dirt underneath is leaning yeah. toward the foundation. Yeah. Heavy rainfall, big rain, you know, you have leaking yeah. foundation on it. I'm on pretty on. lucky with my house. I haven't had a drop of water in 33 years, but that's... But but I understand what you're talking about, that the water comes off and goes, yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Appreciate your help. Okay, Mike. Thanks for the call. Okay. Take care. Bye. It sounds like Mike's in a pretty well-built house. Uh, concrete's not moving. Soil is. Soil, that's that's typical. I mean, you, you dig up soil. When you excavate soil, it expands to 160%. So if you've got one cubic foot of soil and you dig a foundation or you dig a hole, it becomes 1.6 cubic feet of soil. Well, what happens over the next 35 years in Mike's house, that 1.6 tries to get back to 1.0 and it shrinks and it settles and all the soil in between all that fluffed up dirt now all settles out and it comes back down and that's how Mike winds up with a yard that sunk as it appears and the porch may stick up and you can see right underneath the concrete sometimes. Anyway, I'll take a short pause for KMWX. We've got a little business to do here on University of KMWX. Scott Mosby, give me a call, 314-436-7900, Remember, next Saturday, the Santa Walk, the Kirkwood Holiday Walk, downtown Saturday, 1030 in the morning. Santa shows up at the Kirkwood train station. Scott Mosby, KMOX. I'll be right back. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Oh yeah, Saturday it is. A chilly one today. Still in the 30s, heading for the 40s. Tonight back down in the 30s. Tomorrow, after a little bit of rain, up to 50s later in the day. So that's the way it's going to be in the middle of the country here in the metro St. Louis area. Next up, let's talk with my friend Bill. Bill, good afternoon. Welcome to lunch on KMOX. How can I help, sir? Yes. Uh, you know, I know you've been hearing a lot about this uh, this, this natural gas pipeline issue, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and it seems like it's getting more pressed now. But in the event that this emergency, emergency does unfold um would uh converting uh, a furnace to uh, a a natural gas furnace to run on propane would that be a viable option uh yes it can be viable is the challenge uh because the issue here is with your natural gas through Spire, it's already piped. You don't really have to do anything. You don't call anybody. Yeah. It just comes to the house. So the right. issue yeah. is all around Spire being able to get this gas and ship it to you through the pipeline. If you do and you change to propane, um, propane tanks. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the easy part. Uh, yeah. Keep it. Keep in mind, there's a reason the city of St. Louis doesn't have a lot of these propane tanks, because then if you put a propane tank out in your house somewhere in the yard, that now there's zoning ordinances and fire codes that say, no, you can't put that explosive gas you know, bubble outside my house. So you have to have 10 feet or more beyond, away from your house, away from any structure, uh, whatever it is. Then you go into burying them. I don't want to look at them. Some of the cities say, no, you can't even put an above ground propane tank or cooler than that. So bury it. Now you're burying it and you've got to, you know, on and on and on. Then once you get the tank and the propane, it is a very clean, it's a great fuel source, but then you have to buy a truck, hire a truck to haul this stuff out to you. 
And so yeah. not only are you paying a surcharge for shipping, you're paying high gasoline prices, you're paying high propane price. You know, I get you become very dependent. So frankly, when we're in the design process at Mosby Building Arts with our architects phase, we're trying yeah. to make this as simple as possible. So I'd rather isolate my problem to, you know, help inspire, well, get me gas instead of call a truck well, guy to well, come bring it. Well, I mean, I mean like, uh, uh, you know, in a case where, uh, you know, the, the service does go out, you know, and, um, and we're, and we're caught in, in a cold spell similar to what we had last February, right. that would be, right. you know, I've got, uh, I, I do have, have some, uh, space wood heating, heating capabilities, like in the front room of the house, you know, I have a, a fireplace insert, which I keep a clean flue on it, yeah. but, uh, but you'd be going. I'd be going through an awful lot of wood running a fire. You know, twenty four seven. Well, keep you know? in mind, a fire is it will heat that room through the radiant heat. But keep in mind, as you're burning that fire, there is a vacuum and exhaust going up that fireplace chimney, and it's drawing yeah. a vacuum on the rest of the house. So the windows at the other end of the house are leaking like a sieve to make up for all the air that's blowing up that chimney on your fireplace. So it's not a net yeah. heat game. It it heats only that room, but it draws it makes the rest of the house really cold. Yeah, that well, that uh, uh, you know, this is a, what you call like an airtight stove. It's not. Oh an open yeah, yeah. Side. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Now that is a net heat gain. That's a big. Yeah, I, that is now that way. I would go deep into that one. I trust Bill, you know, because I can I can control how fast or slow. And here's the other good thing, although. As you buy electricity for your home, it's also fueled by natural gas because that's right. one of our biggest things. So natural gas, Ameren does natural gas and coal and nuclear and other things. But frankly, all you're doing is if you run your furnace blower motor and you have a um, airtight real gas or, or fuel stove for wood, you can yeah. pipe that heat around the rest of the house for you know 25 cents a day. Yeah, that's uh, now. Now here's the other question I have. You know, if uh, if if the service goes out, you know, and we lose pressure, and uh, and we've come to find out that our that our gas service has been cut off. You know, mm -hmm. now would would it be a prudent thing to go ahead and turn off the the main valve so that when the gas does eventually come back on, you don't surge your your uh, your your pressure valves on your on your appliances, you know, on your yeah, you know, like hey, good. Your gas that's, valve. A, that's a great question, Bill. Uh, the answer is no. That the pressure, the psi pounds per square inch delivered to your home is about three to four psi. And yeah, I realize that, but I mean, like yeah. when when you but you like you you probably got a, about fifty thousand miles worth of pipeline to yeah. repressurize. Well, you've, you know, got a, you've, you've got a, a, regu a pressure regulator outside your house or just inside on your yeah, side of the gas. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, worry yeah. about it. That's a good. That's a good question, but I wouldn't worry about it, Bill. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think probably what I would do then would, would be just to uh, isolate the, the appliances until I'm until I'm sure everything is stabilized. You know, I I have a shut off on. 
the dryer, the, wa- the water heater, the furnace, and the stove, yeah. all right there within easy reach. You know, if yes. you turn them off, then that way the gas valve, like on the furnace, doesn't get uh, hit with a surge of pressure, you know, when you initially right. start up. Yeah, but that's only 3 or 4 PSI. That's pretty low. Yeah. But I know using using propane that runs under a much higher pressure and you have to Yeah. You got to really I know propane is good good heat, but it's uh, I know it's a uh, it's very volatile. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. because of that prop if you have a pressure regulator because if you go from elect, uh, natural gas to propane all those regulators have to be that's why i'm not in favor of going to to propane if you can yeah. get natural gas it just i mean you're his, there's a lot of engineering set up to make your house just right for natural gas i'd i'd rather well, work I'd on rather, the I'd supply rather, problem than all of that yeah yeah well it's uh you know yeah it seems kind of funny you know i just uh I just wound up rebuilding my furnace this year. Really? You know, I put a, I put a, I put a, a, a replacement heat exchanger. Yeah. And it turned out it didn't really need it because it, I thought, sure, after 21 years, that thing would be gone. But it, it held up really well. Yeah. Well, but it's, um, I um, applaud you know, your preventive maintenance, though. That's a, you know, sometimes if it ain't broke, it's time to fix it anyway. Well, yeah, after that. Because a lot of times when they when a heat exchanger fails, it's always at peak time when you're using it the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just like also, your air conditioner will, your air conditioner will will uh, blow out when it's the temperature is ninety nine degrees at the at three o'clock in the afternoon. You know when when the heat of the day is in pl- in place, yeah. and um, um, that's and when the they, house is full of people. Yes, <laughs> that's that's when they usually. Um, give out you know but yeah i got i gotta say it's um 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 yeah i think that uh, anyway hey, bill i gotta we, get going have, i, I, I appreciate your question well you have a great day thank you sir take care oh, all right bye now bill brings up a good question should i switch over to propane uh no that's a big deal you've got a lot of pressure regulators at each appliance and one coming in the house low pressure for uh, it's just a big deal uh now i do uh endorse his idea of well i'll put you know a sealed uh combustion system stove you know old school where you turn open and close it kind of the cast iron stove or fireplace insert those are an efficient increase in heat because they control where the combustion air comes from whereas just an open fireplace basically just sucks the air through all the windows at the other end of the house then burns it and up the chimney flue it goes uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 scott mosby here i think i'm going to take a short pause come back for more make up a little business here on KMOX. stay tuned for the rest of hour two of the KMOX home improvement show the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Oh, yeah, Suburban Leisure Center. Uh, the place to look at all things outdoor, warm and cool. Yep, indeed. So you stop by, see what's cooking. It's a great end of the season and the beginning of the uh, fire pit outdoor season uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 puts us together here on the Gamwex Home Improvement Show next up let's talk to my friend Dave hey Dave good afternoon how can I help my friend 
Hello, yeah, Dave. Are you there? Dave? Yes, hello? Okay, yes, sir. Listen to your phone and not the radio. Radio seven seconds later. Thanks. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, sure. I uh, have a question, please. I have a, a steel door on my house, and I've repainted it several times. And it's an exterior door, and I'm getting ready to strip it and prime it and repaint it. Um, it gets very hot during the summertime with the sun beat beating on it, and I'm not sure if that's why the paint always peels off. And I'm wondering what you recommend for a primer and a finish coat. Uh, Dave, do you have a storm door over the top of that steel door? No, I don't. Okay, so it's just straight in the sun. Uh, do you have raised panel pieces that might be plastic instead of metal, or is this just a six-panel door? It's just a six-panel door. Okay, well, you're in good stead. Then this is all metal, all steel. Uh, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, I would advise not only stripping it down, but sand it down to actually as close to metal as you can. And it'll be a galvanized steel surface, just like galvanized steel sheet metal. Um, and it doesn't have to be all, but most you need to see that it is metal coming through there in your sanding. Then come back to it with a steel primer like a Rust-Oleum, something that's suitable for uh, direct-to-steel primer. I would go to the paint store and get a hold of somebody that really knows what they're doing, that knows the products, because the reality of paint coatings is this is chemistry. So uh, not only does that primer have to get along with the steel and stick, it has to be a formulation that gets along great with the second and third coat of paint that'll be the top end as well. Um, and, yeah, when you have uh, summer direct sun in the afternoon, uh, it, it's a big deal. Uh, I would probably, actually, you're just, there's nothing magical other than your door gets all of the weather all of the time. Uh, sun, rain, snow, everything. So uh, it's just, that's where the short life is going on your paint. But I think you're doing the right thing. Would you uh, recommend an oil or a latex primer for that? Uh, well, frankly, it gets to do with how quickly you can close the door against the weather stripping. Oil will cure faster. Any vinyl or latex paint is by nature a little more heat sensitive because it will get bigger and smaller just fine. So it's actually a good coating to put on that door. The downside is that it takes 30 bloody days for that paint to not be sticky and tacky anymore. So, you know, let's pretend you paint this thing on a morning. Well, you can't basically close that door for 28 days, you know, without the paint coming off on the weather stripping on the edge. So this time of year is a really tough time to refinish a door uh, for that reason, because typically we take the weather stripping off the door frame, whether it's a magnetic or a jam up or a foam or whatever, so that the door actually closes but does not touch the weather strip. If you know how and can take that weather strip off that door frame, and the door frames would, and generally that weather strip material pulls out. And if you get it out, buy new and put new stuff in because it'll cost you 30 or $40. But, you know, if the door needs to be refinished, I guarantee the weather stripping's worn out too. So if you can take that weather strip off, 
then you can paint it with either latex or oil. It won't matter because, but you know, the door, the wind will blow in around that door until that paint coating cures, and that's whether or not you put one or two coats on. And, and whether you do oil or latex, I still would put two top coats of paint on top of the primer. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And and I, I warn you, uh, identifying, finding, and procuring the weather strip for that steel door is probably going to be the toughest part of that whole job. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Okay, All right. Dave. Well, I just wanted to get, get your opinion. I appreciate your show. Thank you. Okay, sir. Take care. Good luck. Okay, next up, let's see what's cooking with my buddy Jerry. Hey, Jerry, Scott Mosby here on X. How can I help, sir? Hi, Scott. I have, uh, <clears throat> I heard you talking about windows. Yeah. I have a wooden uh, double-hung window with that plastic spring that helps move it up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the bottom of the window, when it's closed, I have uh, about six inches up, I have a gap where the that spring uh, must be pushed in too far and not meet, meeting up to the window. Uh, is there anything I can do with that? I'm not sure I understand this. I understand the string balance and all that. Uh, what Do you know what brand of window that is? No, I don't. But it's uh, the, uh, you know, it's the uh, double-hung spring uh, yeah. that moves the window up and down. The window is not fitting up against it tightly, and I have a gap at the bottom. Hmm. You know, I, I can see daylight there. Underneath the bottom of the window, or is this between no, the side? No, I'm sorry, the on, the, on the side, on the side. And if I okay. <clears throat> I can open the window up and I made a bend a hook, and I can pull it out, but yeah. sooner or later it moves back again. I think you're ready for two new window balances, um, and the string type, basically the sash comes out on the left, or the frame comes out left and right to replace those, because what happens is if you've got six pounds of lift on the left side and two pounds of lift on the right side, it, the sash will always be askew because it's being racked just by the garage door springs, effectively, of those side window balances. Did you follow that part, Jer? I believe so, yeah. If uh, one side pulls harder than the other, then your fr- your sash will always be in a pressured situation, trying to hang not square, not plumb, not straight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I suspect... I thought- and you got to change them both. In reality, if you ever change a window balance or a spring or uh, for you with the strings behind the frame, uh, you have to change those in pairs to get the same level of pressure, and then they have to be adjusted. So there is, it's like changing headlights on a car. Once you put the headlight in, you still have to kind of adjust it. Okay. But I can remove those windows from that, from the, those, that sash, I guess we call it. Yeah, and then I, I could I'd replace uh, I can buy the part to replace the uh, the spring lift on it or whatever yes. we call it. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you, are these tilt windows to where you can tilt that sash down in those uh, little locks? Uh, you can kind of lift the sash out of those uh, feet that are connected to those strings left and right. No, they're not. No, okay. they're not. So right. well, I, I guess I would have to you have to push in on both sides yeah. and then. Get the window to come out, yeah. 
Yeah, I think those are called, I think those windows are called sash packs to where you literally push on the frame to the side, like you're saying, you push it out of the way, then yeah. the, the sash pops out left and right, and and be very sure you um, control and put a, um, you know, like a vice grips or a clamp or something to keep that spring, that string from going all the way back behind the frame. That's, you follow what oh, I mean I, there? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, okay. Uh, humans only have two hands, but to do this job, you need about three and a half. <laughs> I'm serious. I take my shoes off and <laughs> use my feet. Okay. Yeah. I tell you, well, you're on it then. That's that's it. it so just uh, always have a helper there when you, when you're trying to do this. And frankly, if you can figure out what brand of window that is around the frame or the sash, then you may call for a, a service person because then getting those sash uh, uh, spring lifts is also yeah. another challenge. So you can pull the thing apart now if you don't have the yeah. parts. Now what do you do? You're out. You're out of luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. Okay, Jared. Good luck, brother. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Next up, let's talk to my friend Brent. Hey, Brent, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you, friend? Scott, how you doing? Love your show. Listen every Saturday. Oh, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I have a problem that I've had. I bought this house about four years ago. Um, Twelve hundred square foot ranch, unfinished business, uh, unfinished basement, and the uh, faucet in the master bedroom is about a twenty-five foot run from the water heater. And it takes me probably three to five minutes of leaving the hot water on before mm-hmm. hot water actually starts coming through the faucet. Yeah. Is there anything I can do to speed that up? Um, no and yes. There, If you have an unfinished basement, and, and follow me through this, there's an mm-hmm. instant on-demand hot water system with a regular tank water heater where you put a little slow what's called a recirculating pump that runs very slowly and a return copper pipe. So basically, instead of a hot water pipe starting at the water heater and going to your bathroom underneath in the basement, you basically turn that into a circle. You add another half-inch pipe coming back and you basically put one of those into the top of the tank and you draw the other one out of the bottom so your hottest water so basically you have a circle of always hot water circulating in that pipe so then when you turn on your hot water in the master bath shower faucet whatever it is you're only waiting for five feet of pipe of water to get there you see what i mean now i just put a new water heater in about six months ago yeah. uh, just a standard tank is uh-huh. this something I can modify that? Um, Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's made for that kind of a tank. So that, And now those, that circular pipe, that's the one you really want to insulate because you're actually having that pipe will always be hot and that pump moves. And uh, you may need a plumber to do this, um, but it's also something if you have good skills, you can research mm-hmm. it and figure it out. But basically, it's just a circulating round and round and round set of hot water pipes that you then tap into. And anywhere along that 30-foot place, say you're halfway to the bathroom or to the kitchen, maybe the kitchen's halfway, you can come up and connect that hot water pipe into one of those circle pipes too. Yeah, the kitchen and the hall bath, um, yeah. which are closer, they, they don't seem to, you know, I turn the hot water on and, you know, seconds later it's hot. 
It's just yeah. that one back bedroom. Yeah, if that house was new, they might put the supply hot water pipe being a three-quarter and the return might be a half-inch coming back. So, mm-hmm. because in reality, you just need that hot water to keep moving and it cools off a little goes back in the tank gets topped off to heat comes back around with that slow pipe and that pump runs all year round the only time you turn that pump off is when you shut off the water to the house say you're leaving for you know two weeks in the summer and you shut the water off to the house you unplug that that pump okay great all right and then cool. that's uh that's a piece i can get at home depot or lowe's whatever uh, yeah, it may it, it may be a little bit more um, at a wholesale plumbing supply. This is more of a professionally installed, mm-hmm. and it's called an instant hot or instant hot or recirculating system. They've been being they've been built for a hundred years. There's nothing high tech about this. It's just a little more pipe and a little more knowledge and a little more electricity to circulate that water. All right, great. Well, thank you very much. I'll look into it. I'm tired of waiting for my shower. Well, I'll tell you what, Brent, it's 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 an addictive feature because once you put that thing in, you know, you're waiting two seconds, three seconds for hot water. That's living. <laughs> ah, perfect. Well, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it, and I'll continue listening. Thanks, Brent. Take care, brother. All right, thanks. Bye. All right. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Kind of some really good questions here. I've got some phone lines open for you. 314-436-7900 if you want to sneak in here before we go to uh, retire ready at 1 o'clock. Uh, steel door. Dave had a steel door to repaint. Uh, he, it, it was just the steel door. He didn't have any of the metal or, or plastic plants on them like the big raised panel things. So it's just a good, high-quality painting. The ticket for that is pull the weather strip off so that once the door closes and the deadbolt gets in, engaged, the exterior painted surface of that door doesn't really touch any weather strip because it's gone, and it doesn't really touch the wood. So you can do that with a latex paint. You can do it with an oil paint, whatever you want to do. So, um, you know, kind of interesting. Uh, Jerry had a good one, uh, double-hung window, and some of those windows have strings on the side, so what lifts that sash up and down in a double-hung or a single-hung, and I'll explain what the difference here is in a minute, is that spring actually has a a coil or balance system on the other side of the side of the window. And usually they're called something like a sash pack or sash kit. And the way they work is you pull the old window sashes out, you clean up the side and the top and bottom of the window, and then you slide in these new spring fit sides and then the exact sized piece of window sash clips in between those two and then connects to these strings and slides up and down so you're not buying a new frame all that so if your window is pretty plumb level and square well installed as it is and you're willing to have a little bit smaller window opening glass opening you can do these kind of sash kits Um, they're less costly uh, easier to put in but can be a little more fraught with maintenance issues a 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I better take a little pause here and take a break here on KMOX. I'll be right back here on University of KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Celebrating 50 years. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. 
All right, stay tuned. Remember, next weekend, next Saturday, 1030 in the morning, November 20th, the Saturday Kirkwood Holiday Walk. Santa arrives at 1030 in the morning. Mrs. Claus, 1130. Kirkwood train station is the happening place. I promise it'll be good weather. Well, uh, mostly. I promise. Uh, and then uh, stop right across the street for the Mosby Design Center. We've had a good show today. Uh, we started off with a good question. Sue called in. She had a power mower, and she had purchased the gasoline from the dealer that was suitable for putting in the mower. Everything was ready for the winter. She ran it through. All was good. Stay tuned. Retire Ready up next.